Allie. And I'm AJ. And welcome to episode 17 of Not That AA. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> so, um, we're going to start off by talking about the SNES, which was just released. And we got ours from the Amazon Treasure Truck, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, I think, what was it, cardboard cutouts and stuff that people were taking pictures of? Yeah, they had, like, a cardboard cutout of Mario. <laughs> they had, I think, Samus and a couple of other Nintendo characters. But for those of you don't, that don't know, they released the NES Classic last year. Yes. And it was sold out, like, crazy fast, and mm-hmm. you couldn't find it anywhere. And this year, they decided to do the SNES mm-hmm. Classic which is more expensive. It's $80. Yes. But it comes with two controllers, and it has 21 SNES games. Which is really fantastic. I like the fact that they give you another controller, because then you can do co-op immediately. Mm -hmm. And so we've had a little bit of time to play around with it. Um, I think we've played Street Fighter, Mario Kart, um, Kirby. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fun. I had it, you can set it, you can set the display, how it shows up on your TV. And we did the CRT filter. So it looks like you're using it on an old TV, which I think Mm -hmm. really adds to the experience. It adds to the retro experience. Yeah, yeah, that whole nostalgia thing. And the thing is, is that I, when I was little, I didn't have an NES or an SNES. My Mm -hmm. cousin did. And so that's the only time, like, I got to play with it. So it was really cool. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. SNES games are... They're timeless. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, in fact, there's a lot... I think it's kind of like the 16-bit era. And there's actually a lot of people trying to replicate the feeling of a lot of games on the SNES... And that's why you have things like Shovel Knight. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like retro-ish looking games. You know which one was like that? What was the one with all of the macho guys? Remember that I was kind of addicted to playing? because It was it had, like a free game on PlayStation. Yeah, Network. it was a spoof. I forgot the name. And it had, you know, like Rambo and Chuck Norris and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was so much fun. Them blowing things up and being macho. Kind of like an 8-bit game version of uh, The Expendables. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a modern take on Contra, almost. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it has like something dude in the name. I don't know. I don't remember. Or bros. Ah, oh, jeez. Now that's going to bother me. Okay. Was it Broforce or something? That's it. I think it was Broforce. I think Force. it was Broforce. Oh, my God. Yeah. And all of the names of the characters had bro in them. Yeah. So Rambo wasn't Rambo. It was Rambro. Yeah. 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 Got it. That was a fun game. So you want to talk about some of the ones we play? And so you talked about Street Fighter. Yes. That kind of is self-explanatory. Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which yeah. is like an arcade, you know, standby. Like, it was always there. One of Main 50 space, versions of Street Fighter. <laughs> um, we also played the, uh, whatchamacallit, we played Mario Kart. I think it was like the first one. I think so. Well, That game Super did Mario not Kart. age as well as the other ones. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, it's very different. Like, I just could not control 
my cart at all. So, like, you can see the limitations of how they coded these games back mm-hmm, then. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now Mario Kart, you have these question boxes, and they disappear after you hit them, and they reappear. Yeah. But in that version, they don't, they have so many boxes on the ground, and once you hit them, they no longer come back. They get grayed out. Yeah, you know what... You know what it reminds me of? And I don't remember, I don't know if you've ever had experience with it, but I have, is remember on the Mac Classics, there's that program HyperCard or something, and you can make games? That was Mm -hmm. a project when I was in school, and then when my brother, because my brother went to the same middle school and high school as I did, Mm -hmm. where you had to create a HyperCard game. Hmm. And I did that, and... Um, yeah, I got a pretty good grade on it. And my brother, who's always was like super ambitious with those projects, he created the game, but he colorized it. He wanted to colorize it. And it took so long for that first slide to render. Mm-hmm. But he got an A, even though the gr- even though it wasn't anywhere near complete. Because he was the only person who had the guts to try to do a color game. Wow. So, to me, the aesthetic of the old Mario Kart reminds me a lot of that type of hypercard game. Hmm. Can't say I've had experience with that one before. I'm surprised. I remember having a program like a text game in Java, but mm, that's, that's entirely it's different, different. Completely yeah. different. But, um... It does remind me of some of the old Mac games that my mom had in her classroom, too. But um, I enjoyed it. And there's, I mean, we've only played it, I think we're only a few hours in, so mm-hmm. we haven't even, we're just, we just kind of like scraped the surface so far. Yeah, there's a lot of games in there that are full-blown games that can take a long time to beat. Yeah. I mean, you have Final Fantasy on there, you have Mega Man. Star Fox. Star Fox. And you also have um, Zelda, of course. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like really meaty like, games that would review really well, even if you reviewed it today. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, you know, don't waste your money, just do a retro pie. But you know, downloading ROMs is illegal. So yeah, we don't endorse that at all. There's a lot of people that do it. Yeah. Um, but. Part of the magic of doing this is kind of playing it on, like, the old-school SNES controller. Yes. And also the little console. It's like a miniature version of it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is it's, like, pure nostalgia. It's Nintendo making money off of nostalgia. But the thing is, is that I feel like it's kind of a win-win because even though it's probably overpriced for what it is... Mm-hmm. The sheer enjoyability of it and the joy that you get playing it. It's like, oh, it takes me back when I was a little kid. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have to worry about anything. And instead of being an adult, because let's face it, being an adult right now just really sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're in that generation. I mean, we're never really going to own property. And, you know, everything is we're all in crippling student debt. Mm Ah, fun times. Yeah. (laughs) And I I mean, a huge part of it, too, is... I don't know if you can tell the difference, but this isn't something new. Yeah. There's, like, third-party companies making Genesis collections on, like, a fake Genesis 
like a miniature one. Yeah, and then and there's little those little arcade boxes yeah. you can see and find in, in and like then Target Atari and stuff. Ones and yeah. stuff like that. But Nintendo seemed just more polished. I don't know how to describe it, but comparing to the other ones I've tried from like Target and things like that, oh, it just feels a lot more polished. I, I agree with you there. There's definitely a step up in terms of quality mm-hmm. because those the third party ones. I mean, they're obviously cheap. You know, they're so flimsy, you know, usually even though they have tons of games, not any of, like only a few are really good. So. And sometimes they include games that aren't on that console. This on is there, true. Yeah. Does that break the uh, illusion the for illusion, you? Yeah. <laughs> and another big thing about the SNES Classic is there's Star Fox 2 on it. It was a game that was developed but never released. It I was know. actually canceled. Um, but they decided to include it in there to kind of entice people to try it. That is cool. Definitely. So, IGN reviewed it. They said it was a terrible game, but <laughs> that's besides the point. The point is... Is that saying, it was previously unreleased and now you have it. Yeah, you're saying kind of... You're owning a piece of video game history. Yeah. Yeah, because usually when a game's unreleased, the chances of you ever being able to play it is practically zero. Yes. So that's what's cool about it. Mm-hmm. Well, also, speaking more of Nintendo, Mario comes out this month. Ooh. I know. It's coming out in less than a month. Yes. Crazy. I can't wait to play it. And let's see. There, there's so many things. They're saying that day, I think it was October 27th, okay. is going to be one of the biggest like nerd or geek culture days in history Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. mario comes out that day um assassin's creed comes out that day yes bitch um i think wolfenstein the second one also comes out that day Uh and then there's some big movie coming out that day too i forgot what it was you can look it up here let me give you my phone you can look it up while while i talk (laughs) while you talk Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to Assassin's Creed. We pretty much play every Assassin's Creed that comes out. Um, they've been my favorite still so far is Black Flag. Um, as long as it doesn't put me to sleep like Unity did, then I think we're okay. And speaking of Assassin's Creed, I mean, the movie wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. I don't know. To me, the movie was just so-so. The games are definitely a lot better. But um, this new one, I'm looking forward to because it takes place in Egypt. So the scenery is going to be amazing. And the history is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see what comes of it. But then again, with such high expectations, means that you can be let down so much harder. Like with Unity, it was during the French French Revolution. Which is one of the most eventful times in history. Like, so much shit was going on. And it could have been such an amazing game. And it was just... It was so boring. I mean, I just... I know... It was was an, an effort to stay awake while playing it. And I've never had that experience before while playing a game. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, looks like you found what so you were I looking for. So I have a list from Polygon... So we mentioned before Mario's coming out. We mentioned that Assassin's Creed's coming out. 
Um, we also mentioned Wolfenstein, the second one, which is a really big deal because the first one was such a success. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Wolfenstein 2 was announced on the Switch as well, which was a big surprise Ooh. to everyone. It's not coming out this year, but it's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise because, you know, it's a really new game from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good looking game. Yeah. So it was a shock when they brought this to the Switch because they had this reputation of being very kid-friendly, and Wolfenstein is not a kid-friendly oh, game. Oh, no. Um, so big things coming out on that same day. Cloverfield sequel is coming out that day, which I guess a lot of people are excited about. Yeah, no. Um, Jigsaw, which was... Is that a prequel? I don't know, but it's like another Saw movie, and it's been forever since the last one, so people are excited about that one. Okay. And the other one is Netflix is releasing season two of Stranger Things on October Oh 27. my god, yes. I love Stranger Things. It's one of those things that <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought, you know, this looks kind of strange. But then, like, the more you watch it, the more intrigued you get. Yeah, it kind of sucks you in. You know, I like it because it's, it's not set in modern times. So there's a lot of references. Well, yeah, it's set in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I believe it's really cool because they're releasing it kind of around Halloween time. Yes. And I think that's going to kind of tie into the beginning of the show. Yeah, I think it does, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I dropped something. I think that ties in. I think at the beginning they're going trick-or-treating or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. We do have a lot of stuff that is on our watch list. I mean, we just finished season, was it season three of Gotham? Season three of Gotham. Yeah, because so, that was released on Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of blasted through it. I thought it was really good. I mean, I just love, that's a good show. It is a solid show. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I was disappointed in one of the characters. Remember the old guy? Because oh, when yeah. you think, and then I'll, I'll pose this question to our listeners: When you think of like a wise man or a shaman or something, and in a monastery type setting, you think it's going to be some someone like Pi May from Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw in the little preview blurbs and I saw the term shaman and I was like, oh, it's going to be someone from Kill Bill. Or if you think of like a Native American shaman and it's just like old white dude like dosing him with peyote and ayahuasca well, or isn't something. It, isn't it kind of like <laughs> when they released a remake of the Batman movies with Christian Bale, the first one? Yeah. Was it Batman Begins or whatever? Uh-huh. And he was in, like, Tibet or something. Yeah. And, like, the white guy was, like, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a very common thing in American cinema. To, to have, whitewash characters? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what was that movie? Avatar? Like, it's like an Asian anime, and the main character was white. So. That's true. That's it's true. not that uncommon. But, let's see. Um, and then there was, uh, they said that probably the worst one, or one of the worst ones was Tiger Lily from Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Like, in the new version of it, it was played by Rooney Mara. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, someone who's, you know, whiter than sour cream, you know? Well, there's that Gods of Egypt. Or, or they're all, like, uh, British or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's like funny. a Scottish. Gerard or, yeah. Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there wasn't really anyone Egyptian. Like, maybe if they put Rami Malek in there, it would be, like, somewhat more valid. But he's not really, like, a... 
I don't really think of him as godlike. Yeah. Although he's going to have to channel that vibe if he's going to really bring Freddie Mercury to life. Is he playing Freddie? Yeah, Mercury? in the new it's in the new movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Huh. He's playing he's playing Freddie Mercury. Okay. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I mean, they picked him because he looks like him. He was really good in Mr. Robot. Yes. And Until Dawn. Yes. So, we'll see. I had this weird I have this kind of weird geek crush on him, strangely. Mm-hmm. So it's not like my love of, uh, what's his name? Gosh. Um, the one from Atomic Blonde. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't. Professor think. X. What is his name? Why can't, why am I drawing a blank? I must be really tired. I've had a massive headache, like, for the past couple of days. So... Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Oh, I gosh. know exactly who you're talking yes, about. Yes, yeah. he plays Doctor Frankenstein. Charles that, something. No, it's not Charles. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to look it up. I have to look it up because um, at work, remember I told you one of my friends told me that he was short and it like bothered me. Oh yeah. Gosh. Okay. I have. To, I'm gonna try to look at. I I did like him in the filth though, the one where he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Atomic. Atomic Blonde is very good, by the way. James McAvoy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. I also kind of have a crush on Edward Nigma from Gotham. I don't know the actor. His name is, well. like, Corey Michael something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just because he's smart. He plays a better Riddler than Jim, Jim Carrey, I think. I think he's Jim... More, I'm more convinced that he's the Riddler. Well, Jim Carrey was kind of silly comic booky. Yeah. Riddler. But this guy in Gotham is more, like, serious. I think it's meant to be darker. He reminds me of the one in the video games. A little oh, bit Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. In the Batman video games. I can see that. Yeah. He does look like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the intent. Are they going to bring in the Scarecrow? Wait, did they already bring in Scarecrow? No, huh? We, ha- we haven't seen the new episodes yet, but I do remember they mentioned that Professor Crane is oh. going to be introduced. Yes. Something okay, Crane. so Crane. No, yeah, that's right. That's his name, Crane. And then, I mean, they've already introduced, I mean, we have, you know, Catwoman. We have our Poison Ivy. There's Penguin. There's Riddler. And then allusions to a Joker, like a baby Joker. Have you noticed that in Gotham? Hmm. Like, one of the things about the Batman comics is a lot of the villains have advanced degrees. Yes. But that's not the case in Gotham. I don't think Victor Freeze is like a... Victor Freeze was a doctor. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Dr. Freeze? Yeah. They always call him Mr. Freeze. I know. Fries, even. Fries. They're like Mr. Fries. I think he changed... Does he change it to freeze? Like, I don't... I'm not familiar with all of the alternate universes. My mom and my brother would know all of that lore, but I I don't. I'm... uh, But all of them are doctor, professor. You know, you have Doctor Strange, Hugo Strange in this case, not... The other Doctor Strange. B.D. Wong plays an amazing Strange. I love B.D. Wong. He has that show now on um, about uh, mystery medical diagnoses called Something's Killing Me. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched it. It's really good. That's, so if you guys 
are ever looking at something if for those of you who have like just basic cable or whatever i think it's on a and e there's a show called something's killing me and it's hosted by bd wong it's kind of like a medical mystery type of show my favorite one was um i think it was on youtube he was doing it for esquire or gq and it's like how to eat a wing and he's like using his like serious voice he's <laughs> he's playing as like kind of like the persona of the guy in jurassic park yeah like the scientist the scientist yeah. yeah maybe all of this stuff is why i went into science maybe i'm all like everyone and it was mentioned in big bang theory like when on the early seasons that Sheldon Cooper was one lab accident away from being a supervillain. I think mm-hmm. we have a shirt that says that. Yeah. And I was discussing it with some of my friends slash colleagues, and they're like, you know what? That's true. Those of us, you know, who do research and everything, we really are like one lab accident away from being supervillains. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. My phone went off. I have just been so, I guess, tired. I forgot to silence my phone before we started this podcast that's all right i'm just like not together today it's it's been a really busy week and i think it's going to be a pretty busy month going forward but we'll definitely have another episode out once those games come out once the games come out i mean we might start talking a little bit about stranger things hopefully Mm -hmm. not give away spoilers and also of course as thanksgiving approaches black friday approaches and that's yes when shopping we, when we play a lot of like the games that were out during the year yes basically whenever it goes on sale mm-hmm. um and also there's other electronics that are put on sale depending on where you go yeah i think we might discuss that we'll probably have a po- an episode where we talk about what we're thinking of hitting and this is a big year Black for Friday. gaming yeah the switch came out mm-hmm. um and the snes classic came out the new Apple TV came out. I know most people don't think that is gaming, but they it's the new more powerful A10 chip. They mm-hmm. announced the, the developer for Journey Ooh. is making a game for the Apple TV. Okay. Um, so in its own right, it's becoming kind of like a casual gaming console type thing. I can see a lot of people liking that, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they even sell controllers for it nice. to pair up to the Apple TV. So there's that. Um, and the Xbox One X is coming out in a month or two. Was my brother going to get one of those? I don't know. It's expensive. And it's sold out everywhere. It's like a... I think it was like $500. He would totally spend that. My brother has so much money. But it's supposed to be one of the most powerful consoles up to now. Yeah. So the only qualm I have with that is... I know this is not going to be a popular opinion, but I feel like... <laughs> There is a lot less unique games on the Xbox. Right now, yeah. Right now. I think we find ourselves playing PS4 more often. And even the Switch, because even during the Xbox One X announcement, Mm -hmm. they announced some games on it. Mm -hmm. There's very few that convince me that this would only be playable on a One X. Mm. You know, so they announced New Forza. That's always the case comes out every couple of years they announced a new metro game it looks great but it's going to come to pc and it's probably going to come to ps4 as well yeah um they announced several other games that look good on it Mm -hmm. but will also come to other platforms so i want to know 
if anyone is developing the next Grand Theft Auto. Because I need GTA to live. Like, I'm sure they are. Oh my god, please, please do it. Do it. They're focused on Red Dead Redemption too. Oh, that's true. Oh my god, I love Red Dead. And I think after that, we'll probably be back to GTA. I think I have the old school Red Dead Revolver for my uh, PS2. Yeah. I think I have it. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so we are going to wrap up for mm-hmm. today. Um, we look forward to a big month of launches in games and entertainment. And we will talk to you later. Have an enjoyable month. Have a good one.